Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, welcome to the final word. Everton have won a home game. We've won a Premier League home game. The Goodness and Curse is gone. 132 days between our last win, ironically, against Bournemouth and this win against Bournemouth. Clean sheet in both of them. But Jack, what a win. And it feels good. Uh, great win. It was the best Everton performance in the league in... For a while. You're going back into previous seasons at this point, I think, aren't you? You're going a few years back <laughs> at this race, probably. To, Not Crystal um, Palace last October. Yeah, that gets a shout. Mm-hmm. Um, Burnley at home under Benitez. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones. There will be ones I'm missing. Mm-hmm. There'll be ones I'm missing. But yeah, they've been few and far between, haven't mm-hmm. they? I think it's fair to say. So it was good to... No, not only break our run of bad luck at home, but do it with a strong mm. performance as well, do it quite emphatically. Yeah, it was a you know good result. Banished the the ghosts of Luton Town from the week before, which was a still rankles, really frustrating, horrible result. Um and of course if you if you want to go glass half full and be positive is three wins in the last four. Which is, I mean, that is, it's not even a glass half full. That is a positive it's a fact, thing. Yeah. It's a positive thing. We've won three of the last four. And let's enjoy it. We're on an international break now before we come back with three very difficult games for sure. Um, there was the team beforehand, which the team I got as I was on my way to the match wasn't the team that came out and kicked off. Obviously, Adrissa Garner Gay was in the starting lineup and Amadou Onana was sub. Um, but Idrissa felt something in his heel that apparently he'd done in training, but he thought it was all right. Flared up in the uh, in the pre-match warm-up and therefore was replaced by Amadou Onana in the starting lineup. And I actually thought Amadou Onana was outstanding all day. Um, thought he was brilliant. But even regardless of that, I think Everton started on the front foot, started as they meant to go on with that intensity and... Ultimately, that was what was not Bournemouth out of their stride and, and got everybody going at Goodison. Yeah, and not at all to take the credit away from Everton by any means, but Bournemouth did play in the way that we've seen in recent weeks. Everton have been comfortable playing against. Mm. That building out from the back style as well. Mm. Everton are comfortable playing against that. We know how to press with that. Mm. It means we don't have to necessarily craft our own moves. We can stop theirs before they happen, win the ball back in dangerous areas. We're good at that and mm. happy to give them that credit, give them that praise. Um, home games we know have been tough because generally we've not had that as such. You know, if you have more of the ball at home in general, you then have to make your own moves, break teams down yourself. That's what killed us against Luton. We just couldn't do it. Bournemouth, although you know, it was a home game, although we had um, a decent amount of possession, they still want to play out from the back. That's what their manager favours. So we could we could play to our strength still, couldn't we? Mm. Although, you're right, and I, I don't disagree with what you said. We didn't really work against Arsenal, who, who did have well, the they, ball. They were a we level above. We didn't know what to do. Um, 
I think there was just an intensity in this home performance that hadn't been there all season. Yes, you know, we we had a lot of chances against Luton. We had a lot of chances against Wolves. We had a lot of chances against Fulham in previous games, but we didn't keep the intensity up, up enough to knock them out their stride. And this was something that I thought we did really well. We, we got on that front foot. I thought... Decore had his best game at Goodison for a while. He's been ineffective at home. Away, I think he's he's perfect away from home. He sits between the striker and the midfield, drops in and makes it a, a third midfield player. And he's able, because we generally do play on the counter-attack, he's able to join up with the striker. Where I don't think at Goodison he's done that so far. He's been either almost up as an auxiliary striker alongside whichever one we've gone with and he's ineffective in that because he, he can't kind of play with his back to goal it's not his his game um and they and there's been no space in between for him to to play off a striker so far but on saturday i thought he was he had his best game and he was intense and he was getting after people uh, and everton had already tested the water in terms of pressing high early on in this game we'd forced them to kick the ball out for a throw in under pressure They'd given us a ball and we fell over in transition and otherwise we were in on them again and though the ball got stuck i think there was one with don where we nicked in it at his heel and we'd have been away but we did it in the eighth or ninth minute the core a good pressure on a defender the defender slips james garner picks the ball up and is racing towards the goal and we'll we'll just we've got the stills from from this just a couple just to reiterate what everton have done and here we've just got we've got garner picking it up and the thing with this is he's nicked it you can see the lad getting up off the floor but because we are pressing so high Garner's able to to travel forward and he's got options he's got Dominic Calvert-Loon got the arrow there to the right which is the ball I was screaming for him to play and out of shot but to the left is Abdelai Decore and James Garner's got either choice here he can roll it left to Decore which he should never do or he could play it off to Dom Who's, who eventually would have a tap in. And what he does is he actually uses the core because he steps to the left and the goalkeeper steps to the left. Has to cover the run of the core. And if we take it on one, we can see that Garner, because of that step to the left, because of the core, the keeper is now unsighted. And you can see he almost passes it into... I think he'd have wanted to put it a bit more in the corner, but he slams that in. And I was delighted for him because, hey, it was great that we were able to nick a ball go on and finish with a goal. But it's his first Premier League goal as well for Everton. He got one of Villa in the Cup the other week. But having those two options as well, I think he even said it on his, his after-match press conference, he got a score. I probably should have passed it to Dom. If you don't pass it, it's got to end You've up in the score. net, hasn't he? And he did, and it was a great start for Everton. Yeah, and you're right in saying he might want to put it slightly more in the corner, but again, in credit to him, that smart movement to mm. send the keeper by some more space. Yeah. You know, if the keeper stood centrally in the goal, he probably saves that. Mm. But he forces the keeper to change his position and then he buys more space for himself. And he just uses the defender as the, to, the marker. As the cover, doesn't he? I'm not going to criticise him for scoring no, all. This isn't what I mean. But to be completely honest, when he was carrying it, I was, please pass it to Dom. Just <laughs> yeah. slides him through. He gets closer and he loses the opportunity to do that because it'll get snuffed out between the defender and the goalkeeper. So at that point, he has to shoot. So you're thinking, right, please just bury this. 
and credit to him, he does. You know, we've had these type of moves at Goodison in the past. You know, you think back to the first day of the season, Decore could have passed it to Garner. Maybe that's why Garner didn't hear. Maybe he's remembering that. But, yeah. you know, you think if he just slides it, you know, it's a goal. It, you know, the player takes mm. it on. And like you say, in that situation, you've got to score if mm. you take it on there. But, yeah, Garner, credit to him. He's playing with confidence. He's had a good couple of weeks. He takes his goal well. Yeah, and I, I, listen, as much as I would have loved Dom to just tap it in for four and four, it's really good for Ghana because that's the confidence boost that I'm up, I can score in the Premier League. And we want our midfield players getting goals, don't we? We want to spread this around the team as much as possible as well. Um, but he finished it brilliantly. And that was the, I guess, that was the difference, what people are point to in other games against Luton in particular. We had three good opportunities in the opening couple of minutes. Fulham at home, day one. You just mentioned it, the core, eh? we, we just knocked one a sweaty one side with Sagan that he taps in. We didn't get the early goal Wolves, we didn't get the early goal in any of them games. And we Everton do seem to abandon what the, the game plan is after 15, 20 minutes if they hadn't scored and it slowed the game down. But on Saturday we didn't do that because the goal was a, a real like affirmation, a real positive confirmation of what we're doing. And we carried on and you know what, we could have had other goals just as quick after we took the lead and we did we did really force them back they sporadically broke out there was a, a Dominic Solanke shot into the side net which was it, it had to be a worldie to be Pickford that was really all they could muster because we were on top we were we were pressing high and nicking the ball back off them and Everton's pressing stats are really good actually I think we've, we've won the ball back. We're in the top three or four for winning the ball back in the final third. And we did that really well. And then when we had to, we got round people and put tackles in. And, and that intensity lifted the crowd, which meant they, they fed off each other. Yeah, and like you say, having that goal to sort of reaffirm to them that, OK, this is working. Mm. You know, this team do struggle with the mental side of things. Yeah. If they don't get that goal, they will start them thoughts creeping into the reds. Is mm. this working? Is what we're doing working? Do we need to change it? The game plan goes out the window to a degree. So you, getting that early goal changed it massively. You and John spoke about it earlier on the live, the percentage of games that are won when you score first. Mm, it, it's high, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's big and there's a reason for that because it reaffirms to the players that, OK, what's doing is working mm. um, and maintaining it. Obviously, they switched on to what the opposition might do and might change. You know, They might stop playing out from the back. If it's not Bournemouth, didn't. But you've mm. got to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you have to stay switched on. But, you know, immediately just tell you, OK, we've got the beating of these in this scenario. And that's massive for the players, especially these players. Absolutely. And and also as well, from a Bournemouth perspective, no wins in seven. And in the eighth game, you're behind in the first ten minutes. You against do, an you can't help. performance, that's yeah. hard to you play against help, as well. You can't help, go, here we go again here. And it, players don't need much, I don't think, to go into that mentality of, no. this is not going to be our day Football's again. Football's a massive form sport, isn't mm. it? You know, confidence is the biggest thing in football. Yeah. And, you know, it, I'm, the hardest thing to get and the easiest thing to lose. And I'm big on stats and underlying numbers mm. and all of that because it, the reason why clubs use it, it it tells you a lot, but you can't really measure confidence. No. In a stat, you know, you can judge how metrics improve when confidence seems to be up, but there's no exact measurement for it because it's mm. a mental thing. But the difference in a team when they have confidence or a team that's struggling with their confidence is massive. Absolutely. One of the, the big focal points for Everton is the form of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and I thought, again, on Saturday, fantastic. And 
there was no better evidence really than there's one in the first half where we play it down the line to him. His first touch is good. He's on the touchline and he shows the defender it and he knocks it past them. Then he cuts along the byline with it and cuts it back and they they smother it clear on this occasion. But it was you're looking and thinking that's what we've missed from Dom. We've met, you can see now. There were, I think there was one in the second half as well when he picked it up and he just went down the line. He just off he went and I think he ends up. We he holds it up and lays it back when we start it. But it was that thing if he's got the confidence to go, I'm gonna run you now. Because he feels good about himself and his hold up plays great. I mean you've got him in form and you've got Beto on the bench and you've got Chimiti on the bench, albeit he's not at that level, but he's still an option. Um that that reaffirms again to, to both fans and players on that pitch that we've got much better options this season but to have Dominic Calvert-Lewin back and in that form the way he looks at the moment looks the happiest he's been for a number of years it, it makes this Everton side so much better now that's why it's frustrating last week against Luton because I, I gave him man of the match last week I thought he was our best player last week but when he's playing like that he gives he's a handful for defenders and it, it allows other people space and I think that obviously having the likes of Jack Harrison in the side helped as well of course it did yeah, well, so many times last season our attacks collapsed in the first few seconds of them starting because mm. we had no real way of actually getting up the pitch. Yeah, you know, no striker who can carry the ball or take a man on or hold it up to lay it off to a player. And mm. okay, those situations don't guarantee you a goal. You know, the the situation you've just described didn't lead to a goal no. directly, but it got us up the pitch. I think mm. it got us a corner, mm. and then you keep the pressure on, and then you can get a goal, which mm. is what we actually did as well. But it helps you stay on top of a team and again it goes back to the confidence and the mindset it helps you sort of extend a period of dominance over the team because mm. you're keeping the ball in their third almost and you've got a way of getting up the pitch you've got a player who's worrying them so he's taking on their men and he's beating them yeah and that helps you dominate the game to mm. a degree really and they're, they're obviously always concerned and aren't they because they've got that we did get to set the all-important second goal it was the first time Everton have scored uh, more than once under Sean Dyche in his tenure at home. Uh, and it, indeed, it's the first time Everton have scored more than one goal since that Crystal Palace 3-0 win back in October last year. Uh, and what a second goal it was. But we did have a little bit of a helping hand by Neto in this. Um, let's have a look. We've got some stills here. So this is where the Everton have got the ball here. Jack Harrison has got it. He's about to swing the cross. And I've got Neto circled there because he's got a nice clear line of sight in his six-yard box. Everton, oh, this come from a corner, of course, Brantwaite flicks it on and Harrison keeps it alive and puts it back in. Now, if Neto, from a Bournemouth perspective, catches this, the danger's gone. We take it on one. He doesn't. He opts to punch it. And he punches it. It comes out this side to Michalenko. Michalenko just puts it back in, which is the right thing to do because Everton have loaded the box. We, we take it on. This is the second punch Neto does. He takes his own man out and he's on the floor. And it comes out to Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison's obviously outside the box. And you're thinking, ah, when it's in, you know, when it's arriving at his feet, like take a touch and either get it back in while he's on the floor or put it back in the box. He doesn't. He goes with a first time measured finish you can see the ball's left his foot there and then we take it on and you can see the goalkeeper <laughs> there was a lot more i could have put in this but the goalkeeper is uh 
just watching it as it kisses the underside of the bar and goes in. It was a tremendous finish from Harrison, and that was the that was the second goal we needed. It was wonderful from Harrison, and it mm. came at the right time because Bournemouth were just starting to get a little bit more control mm. in the game. You know, we always say, regardless of how poor the opposition's playing, at some point they probably will rally. And if you can get yeah, that yeah. second goal before they do, mm. you, you kill that before it starts. Um, yeah, I thought we did really well. We picked up on Neto's deficiencies of dealing with uh, balls into the box mm. and his punching. Um, Michalenko, he puts what might look like a basic ball into the box, but it's actually quite smart because he lifts one in. You're not going to score from a situation like that because it's been hanging in the air for so long. It's not one you can really you know, get behind and power towards mm. goal. You're going to be underneath it. But it forces the keeper to come and deal with it. Yeah. And he had, he's then going to punch it away or it's going to be scrambled away. And, okay, you're not anticipating what Jack Harrison does, but you're thinking, okay, we, we can get a good cross off, mm. off the second ball here, you know, and they're a bit disjointed. Instead, it falls at Harrison's feet and just lifts it wonderfully mm. over the keeper, over everyone in the box. Right choice to do it like that as well. If mm. he just chose to smash it, it's just flying into someone in the box, isn't it? But lifts it over, everyone comes down off the bar. It was a great goal. What was the XG for it? Uh, 0.02, I think it was, I think mm. Ned said, which, um, you know, for all the talk of XG over the last few weeks, it's slightly ironic that mm. uh, uh, basically nothing chance is uh, what really solidified the game for us and what mm. it not got us out of trouble, but stopped to be in any trouble. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just goes to show, doesn't it, that um, it's not always the be-all and end-all. Uh, generating big XG chances, sometimes it's moments like that which have practically zero XG that really make the difference. Well, Everton got to half-time at 2-0 up and had an XG of less than one. So you can measure it any way you want. But it was a, it was a tremendous finish from Harrison. Brilliant vision. Great, you know, great control of a ball. You know, to just blast it, to just lift it back in. And we kept on. We had a, a chance not long after. Another good little move. And Ashley Young stands on up and dominates the crossbar. And... His header, he actually, his header's probably just going to fly in the top corner and it catches the defender on the shoulder and loops onto the bar and keeps it out. We had the core, I had one, which uh, they threw the... Domod already blocked the shot and it come to the core and it deflected and took the sting out of it. Keep us safe. And then we had another moment where we nicked the ball again and broke into the box and um, Mikhailenko cut it back and Onana turned and spun and it just shaved the posters. And you look and you do... I was sat there, obviously delighted we were tuning up, but thinking we've had a couple of opportunities to go 3 0 but never moaning, never complaining, because the reality was they looked, they didn't look like they had it in them to come back in the game anyway. But it's Everton, and you're always a bit worried because we, we haven't been winning home games. But we went in at two up at the break and, and had done really well. And it's can you maintain it then? Everton recently, I don't know if there's a sedative in the tea at half time at Goodison or whatever but we always seem to come out after the break and have been there's been like a slow reaction for the first five or ten minutes there wasn't on Saturday came out straight on it again and we almost and should have added to the scoreline within a minute of coming back out and it was at the light of Corey we've got we've got the stills again of this one and this is quite simply Dominic Calvert-Lewin going and trying to press from the front again as they try to play out. Got the core, circled. That's where he starts. Dom puts the lad under pressure. He ends up knocking the ball back, which the core brilliantly anticipates. If we take it on net, he anticipates. And there we go. 
The next one, he's racing in on goal, and you're thinking, go on, lad, just smash it beyond Neto and get the game killed. You take it on, and he tries. Let, it was the weakest left foot shot you'll ever see. And he rolls it into Neto's hand. And you see the Bournemouth defender expecting him just on. Just go back a second on that still. Look at the Bournemouth defender on the far post expecting him to, to smash it. He goes sliding towards the far post. Yeah. And the core with a very weak back pass. But that was further testament to, to Dominic Calvaloon pressing from the front. But I must admit, they broke from that and had the ball in our box. And you know when you're thinking, could have been 3 nil. Be do moment. not let go to 2 1 when it should have been 3 nil. But he, he's just got a leather that hasn't he put his foot right through it. Yeah, he just didn't it with conviction. He didn't no. it like he plays a pass in midfield mm. quite often. You know, we say his passes are either too hot or too cold. <laughs> that one was too cold. There mm. was just no oomph behind it. No. Was there thinking, yeah, you know, the keeper's coming out. You've broke through. You're, you're practically one on one. Just smash it. Yeah. Put it across the goal. Just you're on a nice angle. Yeah. yeah, just smash it at goal and you stand a good chance of scoring. I think he gets in his head a little bit too much. Maybe um, the sedative in his tea hadn't quite wore off at that point yet. But um, mm. yeah, not frustrating because you're two 0 up. But you know, yeah. like, you're enjoying the game anyway. You're thinking, yeah, let, let's really put a few pasties. Mm. And, you know, if everyone can get a goal, it boosts everyone's mm. confidence. But it was nice to see us at least start on the, the front foot. And again, yeah. coming from Calvert Lewin, mm. didn't score at the weekend, but. Great performance. It was like the Brighton game yeah. last year. The yeah, five, was. He was one of the best players on the pitch and he, mm. he didn't score, did yeah. he? But it's just a good strike and play transforms how you attack. And he played the perfect striker's game, just minus the goal at the weekends. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, you could just smash it, mate, with your left foot. Yeah. It looks better. You might blaze it over or whatever, but it looks better than the back pass to the keeper. The roller. Um, but again, that was that was kind of like the theme of the day, and Everton continued to do it, and he did get the third goal. Um, and again, from doing the same thing, and this one obviously there was a worry that once he'd gone in, it went to VAR. But what the referee did was it was a good build up actually by Everton. It's Dominic Calvaloon again. There's a ball down the right, and he chases the ball. It's going out, and he back heels it back in field to Jack Harrison. Great bit of play. And Harrison gets it and goes past one, and the lad just shoves him in the back. He goes flying. It's a foul. The referee doesn't give it. Plays on. Comes out a thing to Adam Smith, who tries to break up the pitch, and he's we've got it. In. He's, he's under pressure from Amadou Onana, and Onana does put a hand on his shoulder. I'm not saying there's no contact, but Smith is looking for the foul. Throws himself on the floor. The referee plays on. We've got Onana there. That's it. We take it on. The core is just at the bottom of the pitcher. We now have Abdelai Decore with the ball. Onana's trying to get in. Calvert-Lewin's out of this pitcher because he's on the right, having just back-heeled it in field. Dwight McNeil's making a good break. Sutton Everton didn't do enough last week against Lutmers. Have people driving on beyond their back four. Good, good run from McNeil. Decore lays it off and then he's getting himself in the box. And I've got the arrow from Jack Harrison and the arrow for Dom. Dom's going to attack the near post, which takes the full-back and the centre-backs. Eyes on him. And Harrison does the right thing, which is pull to the far post. Take it on. McNeil stands it up. That's the wrong one. You've missed one out, Ned. Okay. All right. You've missed it out because it's Harrison's header, but there you go. Um, he stands it up. Jack Harrison heads it. It's a great block on the line, actually, from the defender. It's the post. And then we've got the core right there. Who, uh, who smashes it into the empty net. I'm going to do one on and celebrate before I tip the line. And uh, what a lovely 
say that there's three nil players and look at the crowd behind able to actually celebrate and be three nil up that was it that was it ned yeah jack harrison's header i've got the core a circle you've done it all out of sync you may as well race through it now but um the core stays alive to this it's a brilliant block harrison probably should score well, he should, I think, the It's a good block. Oh, it's a great block. He throws himself at it and the core reaction. It's the third goal, Jack, and, and that was the one. It went to VAR, but I think it would have been ridiculous to give the foul against yeah, Smith very when there was it. a worse one on Harrison. Oh, Nana just does well, doesn't he, in yeah. that situation. He mm. chases his man, gets the ball back, and, you know, straight away when you're trying to play counter-attack in football... You need that quick decision making yeah. when you do win yeah. the ball back, recycle it, get it right back up the pitch. Mm. We did. We put an early ball in yeah. for once as well, which we could do because we won it on the break. So mm. they're coming back into their third. Yeah, so we absolutely. can put that early ball in. And yeah, it, Harrison should score. He doesn't. But because we've got bodies in the box, we mm. get the goal. That's it, isn't it? And, it, and that, was, that was game over then, wasn't it? Um, and Everton managed it really well. And, and again, there's... You can sit here. I've seen a few people um, messaging me after I'd done my stuff at the weekend going, yeah, I'm still not happy though because we could have got six and we didn't do this correctly and the manager didn't pick this team. He stumbled upon it and all of this stuff. But you, they're all, if you want to be hypercritical, they're all stuff you can say. But the reality is we, we scored three goals. We could have got more, of course, we could have. And maybe with some better decision-making, we have one. Beto at the end goes for the left foot strike where the angle's tight if he just squares it. Michalenko and Michalenko someone else was in the middle for a little for a, maybe James Garner for a tapping on the line and they would have scored because everyone's far across. That's the way it is, isn't it? You I don't really have a go at Beto because his striker trying to get his first goal and with three up, why not take the angle? Yeah, you can understand it, can't you? And Everything like that that you just mentioned, you know, the missed opportunities or situations like Onana not starting but coming into the mm. team. It, yeah, you know, you, you can look at all that and it's valid, but I think overall we should just be happy that, okay, these are stuff like we're just grumbling about. It's yeah, not yeah. anything that's cost us no. a game because we've gone and got three goals anyway. Mm. You know, let's be happy that, you know, the thing we're annoyed about is that we only scored three and not five yeah, it's still a good place to be in and from how bad things were last week i think we can just be happy about it i take everything that everyone said none of it's wrong mm. but overall i think we can all just enjoy this can't we yeah absolutely going into an international break on a win is brilliant uh, one thing that i guess typified the intensity and the the performance of the weekend was this this from dwight mcneil and this is when Everton are 3 0 up and Bournemouth have a ball into our box. And it's a, a header at goal, which I've got Dwight McNeil circled, which he actually clears off the line. Uh, then we take it on, we, we get out and, and put Bournemouth under pressure. And you've got um, Jack Harrison and Decore trying to squeeze the player and nick the ball back. I've got McNeil circled behind him. The next one on, we've now nicked the ball. And you can see McNeil setting off the core and Harrison. Harrison gives it to the core. We take it on again. And now Dwight McNeil's getting up alongside uh, Abdelai the core as we're trying to spring them again. And this is what the core does really well. Travels with the ball. We take it on again. That's where the ball is eventually going to go. And it's the core and McNeil. Don't forget McNeil started on our goal line. Clearing the ball off the line. Take it on again. 
the core he threads it through and McNeil does really well lets it run across his body he take it on again and he eventually ends up with a strike at goal which okay the keeper catches but you know to get from his own goal line clearing it off the line and to bust the gut to get up and get inside the Bournemouth penalty area and have the shot when the game is 3-0 and we've sprung it is that kind of typified the performance at the weekend and I said in in one of my videos at the weekend that they've set the standard at Goodison now for intensity. Absolutely. You won't always you won't always win it 3-0 and you go could have been six. But if Everton that's how I when I think of an Everton display at Goodison, that's the kind of performance I think of. Whereas we're in people's faces, we're intense, we're working, players are doing that extra bit of running, doing the extra mile. We're having chances we're breaking and that's the standard I don't think I keep saying it I don't think the intensity has been there at all in our play I'm not saying we haven't had lots of attempts at goal and I'm not saying there hasn't been moments bar the Arsenal game in which there was no intensity and no reaction to going behind it was a like you said we just looked like we'd won a raffle to be there on the day the other three home games there has been chances and there has been bits of intensity but on Saturday, Not for me, we for sustained it. Like and I that. think if Everton played... What have we got? We've got 14 home games left this season. If Everton put 14 more performances in of that intensity, I would argue we would win more games than we'd lose at Goodison. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. Um, a nasty place to go. That's lost its meaning mm. for a while. But that's what it means, that type of performance. Because it, it's hard to play against, especially for a team like Bournemouth that are down on the luck, that are struggling. They've got a manager with a specific set of ideas that he's trying to implement and it's not really mm. working. Yeah. So, you know, if they face adversity, they're going to struggle. Mm. Let's do to other teams what they've been doing to us because they've been playing on how we deal with adversity. Mm. They're putting us under the caution of struggles. We need to do that to other teams now. And they've shown here how intense they can perform. Now, those effort levels, they can't drop now mm. at any home game because it, they need to stay up here. Jack, even against good teams, OK, Man City, might. I, I accept it's more difficult. They'll have the ball and therefore you'll have to pick and choose your moments. I get that. There still has to be an intensity because oh, there was no intensity against Arsenal. There was zero. <laughs> and and when we played Liverpool in the derby, that's why, in general, even last year at Goodison against Liverpool with Lampard in charge, there was an intensity. Because Everton was the better side in that game. I thought we missed chances. I know they had chances, they always will do. But we were able to grab that game and make it a more difficult game for them because of the intensity. We have to do that to most teams at Goodison. By doing that, we, the better teams, we drag them back to where we are. But the crowd then become, that they can become the difference maker. You're right, you want teams to get off the coaching thing. They're going to be, a gonna be horrible, today. the crowd, and they're going to tackle us, and they're a big team. and got, You've got to make it like you, people don't want to come and play it because... We're not the most aesthetically pleasing side, but we have got good players. It's whether we can perform at that level to prove to everybody the good players. Yeah, and you know, technical ability-wise, this team's not the best, mm. but it does have a lot of athletic ability. You know, players mm. like Onana, like Decore, like yeah, McNeil, yeah. hard mm. workers, there's some pace in the team. So if you combine that with, you know, the technical ability that is there, the bit of it, you can make a team that's hard to perform against. Mm. And this is why we've been successful on the road, because, you know, 
at home teams so they want to enjoy the ball a bit more they want to move it up the pitch at their own pace we've disrupted that mm. you know Bournemouth approached this game like it was a home game mm. to them for a degree you know again they had more possession than us and you know we've won a game where we've had less possession mm. this needs to be maintained now into games where we might have more of the ball yeah at home because don't get me wrong we, we were great at the weekends but like I said to you before we came on, it, all three of the goals, they weren't really the result of a move Everton had crafted. You know, we were winning the ball back. Mm. You could say the second goal, maybe, but it was more just consistent corners mm. rather than... Keeping it alive. Yeah, and then obviously the third goal again. You know, we, we win it back twice mm. in the space of about 30 seconds and mm. rush the ball up the pitch. It, that's brilliant. I'm not criticising them for that at all, but... Hopefully, as well as that, in games where teams might sit back a little bit more, mm. we can find other ways of scoring goals. Maybe we push the fallbacks up a bit more. Mm. Everything we said on the final words after Luton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's it, though, isn't it? That is the challenge. The challenge will be when teams come and go, go on then. Like Sheffield United, say, come to Goodison and go, well, go on and beat us. Yeah. Can Everton... We're not coming to you, you uh, come to us. Have Everton got enough to break them down? Well, that's where the intensity makes the difference if you slow allow them to slow the game down and play at their level they'll have at their pace that. you will revert to looting game of knocking long straight balls that they had away all day and then you get frustrated got to move people around and move people around by doing things quickly which we proved on saturday we we can do albeit it's in transition it's when we've won the ball can we do that when they just stood still well you only do that by doing things quickly being intense getting in people then you're right, can we get overlapping fullbacks? That's the next thing. But it was good. It was good to see us punishing that. Let's have a look at the overall stats from the game anyway. Uh, Everton 3, Bournemouth nil. 25 attempts at goal from Everton, 11 from Bournemouth. 8 on target for the Blues. 4 on target for Bournemouth. 4 big chances for Everton. Just 1 for Bournemouth. Uh, and Bournemouth shaded the possession. Uh, 47 to 53. Um, James Garner was... Uh, Put in his rightful position. Right, he's not a wide right midfield player, no matter how often Sean Dyke tries to tell you that he can do the job. It's not where he's comfortable. Right fullback, maybe, but he's a centre midfield player and he was excellent at Villa the other week uh, alongside Onana and those two with the midfield partnership uh, on Saturday. Interestingly, James Garner was in the team anyway on Saturday, albeit with a Dishik gay. But he had another excellent game. Let's have a look at his heat map and his stats, Jack. Uh, 71 touches of the ball. One goal uh, completed 75% of his long balls. Three, uh, sorry, six tackles he put in. Uh, and accurate passes. 34 out of what, Ned? 39. So, a really, really good. Good set of numbers. And obviously had the goal as well to just to put the hard cherry on the cake. Yeah, a lot of people's man of the match was he, and you know looking at the heat map there as well. He was doing a lot of his work in the opposition box, mm. so you know a really effective not attacking midfield performance, but just suited that setup really mm. well of you know being in their face pressing high up the pitch. Mm. So many touches in it, the opposition half. Yeah, did really well. Absolutely, and, and his midfield well one of the midfield partners. Was Abdelai Decore, who had his best game at Goodison for some time, um, for me. Let's have a look at him. There's his heat map. He was everywhere. 57 touches, uh, one goal, three shots uh, on target, uh, two tackles, and he completed 100% of his dribbles. And 
again he was uh he like i said he had his best game for me for some time at goodison and really you know deserved his goal capped his capped his performance with a goal as well and, and you know two of the three midfield players scoring and, and then you can include harrison if you want as another midfield player but that was important wasn't it yeah and that's the type of performance i want from the at home, because there's been a lot of talk about Decore and does he suit home matches because he's not particularly great on the ball. Mm. In this setup, he doesn't have to be because, again, looking at the heat map, how many touches he's had in the opposition half all across the pitch, though, as well. So he's picking up the ball in different areas. That shows he's making runs, he's getting onto balls, he's not just being, like you say, an auxiliary striker, just standing isolated out of the game. Like we're playing with ten men, like we've seen, and you know the Arsenal game's a big example of it. Mm. It's an effective attacking midfielder, um, making runs into the opposition area performance, mm. and that's what the core ace bread and butter should be. And you know, someone who else who deserves a bit of appreciation is Onana because his defensive performance allowed Garner and the core to play the way well, they did. I was gonna just, I know Ned hasn't done Onana, but you know, three attempts at goal, one on target. Eighty-seven uh, percent passing accuracy, um, and on ten ball recoveries, one hundred percent of his aerial duels completed, ninety-two percent in the attack and third of his attack and third passes, hundred uh, percent of his tackles he won four out of four, and um, was fouled four times. So another is is performance allowed the other two midfielders to really shine as well and he, he played you know getting the ball back he's big physical and strong and he had a great game so much so that i never really noticed billing who's normal who's being effective at times in games don't shut all that down very easily didn't he yeah he did all the defensive midfield jobs largely on his own as yeah, well because yeah. garner and decora he spent a lot of time high up the pitch yeah, yeah. and you know onana afforded them that because he Is was it so three comfortable six? i haven't i should have put them on i'll do it for the numbers game but the average positions and his average position was exactly where we spoke about it sat between the two center backs in a triangle so you got your two you'd had your two full backs higher up albeit they should have been even higher but we know which Sean he's a little bit, you know, worried about teams. So therefore, but Onana was sat as at the point of a triangle with the two centre backs, and then you're right, Garner and Decore were high up, closer to Dom, um, and it was a, it was a brilliant performance from him. Uh, the other one who was obviously very impressive was Jack Harrison. It was just full Premier League debut for Everton, and here we go. There's his heat map. You can see very active up and down that wing. Uh, Forty-seven touches, one goal. One incredibly generous assist. Yeah. I think we'll come that, back to that. He? Three tackles and completed sixty-six percent of his dribbles. Um, Jack Harrison was was excellent, and his goal was sublime, and he's he made a big difference to Everton, and I think he's going to be a good player for Everton. But I'm not buying this assist, Jack. I'm sorry. As much as I'd like to say, yeah, he deserved the assist. He headed it against Kerkos. Who blocked it and it hit the post? And put it onto the post and it comes back to the core. Yeah, he's been gifted that a bit. Maybe they've looked at how impressive his goal was. Maybe and we, we can't give you two goals yeah, for maybe. it, but because you've half had an assist, we'll let you have that. But maybe look, I'm not going to criticise, and he played really well. Um, There's no he, criticism. Oh, no, I, I'm just, I, I just think it's a very generous assist. But I'm happy to let him have it okay. because of that goal. I mean, I don't know whether like the Premier League will give it as an assist. That is. 
a couple of loose sites. In fact, go on, carry yeah. on talking. No, I'll check um, if the analytics one I use yeah, give him an assist. Great first game for Harrison. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not going to do that every week, that goal, but you know, having a player in the team, you know, who can pull that out the locker. He is a reliable goal scorer. He was for Leeds for a couple of seasons. I'm really excited about what he's going to do now he's fit. I think. Yeah, my, he's, he's my stats so hasn't, hasn't given him a shot. not given it. Okay. No, no. That's bad enough. Yeah. I'm happy to let him have it, but. I don't think anyone else. I don't think anything <laughs> else will give him an assist. But no, you're absolutely right, and he gives us a natural width as well. And I think if we get Patterson into the side, um, a full back because Ashley Young done all right. Don't get me wrong, Ashley Young done okay on Saturday. But I still, I'd still rather see Nathan Patterson developing in there um, because I think Jack Harrison will be even more effective with a full back who goes on the outside of him. Well, imagine what they can do together, and that will be in games where we need to break a team down. Mm. With okay, we're on the break. We've got Harrison carrying the ball. Patterson's coming behind him. He can go around. Him. Even Seamus, but Seamus can't. I wouldn't expect Seamus to do it Doesn't for ninety have the minutes. Same legs necessarily but he would still. I think. <laughs> excuse me. At times, Seamus will want to overlap. Where Ashley Young is, is more defensive and looking at that, and it's fine. You but know I what you're getting. You need. Them, I think you need. I'd like to see the way we've developed, like Jared Branthwaite is developing because he's playing, and James Garner's now developing because he's playing. I'd like to see Patterson afforded a little bit of that as well. Yeah, but it's like the Garner goal as well, isn't it? You know, um, the the options of people around, around it changes yeah. how the opposition reacts to exactly, you because they've yeah. got to approach three different scenarios there. Mm. So if you've got Harrison carrying the ball and... Patterson, he's going around them, or he's coming inside. You know, again, it changes how they mark up, yeah. and then you know you can play it to him. You can put a ball into the box with one less player accounting for, because they've mm. got to go and account for Patterson. So one of their players has to step out. It, it just changes things, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, I would like to see him come into the team sooner rather. Maybe not for the derby. No. Because no. maybe you want the experience mm. of Ashley Young, and then you know we're going to be a bit more conservative anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it'll be the, the ones. Future. It'll be the games at home, won't it? Where, in particular, where we we've got to try to get our teams a little bit as well. But we're just picking little bits now of where the next thing. It was listen. It was great. I'm not one that's gonna sit here and think that everything's perfect now for the rest of the season. It's about results ultimately. But we can all enjoy this. It was a good performance, um, and Everton thoroughly deserved it. And and we go into. Like you say, an international break on the back of a win, a first clean sheet of the season, which is huge, first home win of the season, which is big. A little bit of daylight between us and, and the others. Um, but we're going to a block of games that are very tough now, but let's just enjoy. Let's enjoy the next couple of weeks. Right, we're going to carry on over on Trophy TV Premier. Let us know what you think in the comment section below about the game. Who was your man of the match? Does that give you confidence moving forward? Um, give the video a thumbs up and subscribe if you haven't. If you want to become a Toffee TV Premier member, the link's in the description. QR code on the screen now. See you later.